Um, all right, so uh, welcome back to uh, Adult Sunday School. Uh, we are um, in lesson nine of our series, True Foundation. So if you are, if you've been here with any length of time, all right, and this should be the second slide. It's the, the, the question that we're trying to ask every week um, is how do Christians relate to the world? Okay, it's a, it's a question as not as it pertains to life among God's people, but it has to do with what does it look like for us to relate to the world beyond the walls of this church. Now, last week, uh, Les spent some time giving you sort of a brief introduction to uh, this, uh, one, the, of one, one way uh, that Christians approach that, uh, the world, and that is through the task of apologetics. Uh, and he walked through a set of, um, of defeaters, often questions that are often raised as uh, common questions, common objections that are often raised as to why the Christian faith should be considered uh, irrelevant, insufficient, not worth my time, not, uh, not, not worthy of my consideration. And, um, and, and that is a big chunk of, of, um, uh, of what the task of relating to the world uh, looks like. What I've been focusing on, at least in our, in our time together, is sort of developing three um, other tools, if you will, um, that helps us answer that question. Okay? And so we began by talking about the question of identity. Um, what is the difference between my role, um, my identity as a church member, and as uh, versus a kingdom citizen? And we spent and we spent some time talking about that. And secondly, we spent what we've been looking at is this topic of worldview, which is this whole idea of what is the Christian story of the world? Do we have one that helps us that when we look out through the window and we ask the question, how, what, what's going on? Um, where did this world come from? What's wrong? What's gone wrong with it? How has it, what has happened in order for it to be mended? Um, and where is the story uh, going? Uh, how does it all end? Um, but we also said that it's not, that we aren't the only, uh, that's not the only story. There are many other people that have different stories that help, that, that help tell them what the world is about. And so there are what we would say competing stories. Uh, we're using the term story to talk about worldview. We're using those two, two words synonymously. And then thirdly, and this is what we're going to be looking at through this, uh, through this sort of our third, our third installment in our foundations uh, series here, is on this whole topic of culture. And culture is the, is the, it really has to do with the question of what are we to make of the world? Um, if, you know, if you were to think about, you know, we've been using this analogy of a mirror uh, as a question for our, for, to help us ident uh, think about our identity, a window to think about worldview. Um, I want you to think about this idea of culture as what do you do with your hands, right? When you go out there, you're no longer just looking. You're engaging. Uh, it's an embodied aspect of Christian living. Um, it's no longer you just seeing at, reflecting, or looking through. You are actually out there with your hands in the dirt, in the soil. Um, that's really what the word culture relates to. It's an agricultural term. It has to do with cultivating. Right? So, so, you, you, so, so you need to be thinking about it in that sense. You're no longer just looking at, you're actually in it. You're actually there yourself. Um, and the question then is, what are we to make of it? And then the other half of the question is, how has the world shaped me? Um, it's a both end. And, and, and you cannot do one without the other, right? It, essentially, we shape the world 
and the world actually starts to also shape us. Um, and, it's, and it's good for us to be aware of, um, of, of that. So we are going to begin today by looking at that, all right? But I want to begin by, by, by asking this question, all right? So this will be the next slide. Um, and we'll begin with a Chinese proverb, all right? Y'all look. Y'all know any Chinese proverbs? All right, so here's the, here's the Chinese proverb, all right? If you want to know what water is, don't ask the fish. If you want to know what water is, don't ask the fish. And please do not say, if I ask you why, please do not say because fish can't talk, okay? That is, y'all are, that's like upstairs, okay? That's like, that's what those Sunday school teachers deal with. Um, all right, so, uh, but, but tell me, so why? Why should we not ask the fish? What? Sorry, say that again, Ron. It's all they know. It's all they know, okay. What else? Any other, any other reasons? It's all they know. What else? It's where they live. So what, 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 is that, what does that have to do with the... So uh, just elaborate just a little bit more. I, I think... I think you, you, it's the only... Yeah, it's the only thing they know is the environment... Can fish live anything, anywhere outside of water? No. Okay? Uh, in, in, right? In, in, in other words, um, uh, when a fish is pulled out of water, it, me, it immediately knows, this is not my culture. Right? Right? It, right? In, in other words, if you are in it, right, it is really hard to make any evaluations about it. All right? So, so I mean, and, and, you, and you know this, right? If you've traveled to other places, Right, you know, if you travel to a foreign country, for example, um, and you know, you're, the 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 first thing that you're looking for, if you go to a country that does not really speak English, what is the first thing you're looking for? Somebody who speaks, Somebody who speaks English. That's exactly right. You're looking for water, right? Where can I find water here, <laughs> right? Because that's what you know, right? And so, I mean, it's always it's always okay. I mean, it's true here when international students come here, right? They're always looking for. Right? They are so thankful when they look, huh, another Indian, right? It's, all, it's, 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 always, it's always gratifying because you're always looking for that which you know, okay? And so whenever we start talking about this whole issue of culture, it's always, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky business, okay? Because a lot of times we need to step outside of it in order to make any evaluations about it. Um, and, 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 and I think that's why sometimes, and I think it's always really helpful for how we, um, uh, how we whenever we approach, approach this topic and we ask the question, well, why, right, I get it if, you know, when we start talking about cross-cultural uh, uh, issues, that it makes sense to talk about culture, but why, why do Christians talk about it? Okay, why do, why do we make it our business as part of this whole relating to the world why do we talk about culture, okay? And so we need to actually kind of say, let, let's, let's um, and, and the reason I start with a Chinese proverb is because a lot of times what happens is whenever we start talking about this issue of culture, we are running to a lot of things relating to our cultural moment, okay? What is going on around me right now? Um, and, and essentially that is the wrong place to start. Uh, um, and and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll explain that in a second because I, I want you to think about two words whenever you think about whenever you think about this whole t topic of culture. 
we need to distinguish between the story, and that's what we're talking about, the worldview, and the moment, okay? Often what happens is whenever we start talking about this cultural question, we, we, get, we, we, are, we, are, we, often, we often find ourselves in places where we are, where it is the crisis of the moment um, that gets our attention. And that's when we start talking about the whole, the whole topic of culture. And we need to step away from that for a second, okay? It's, it's like, oh no, I'm, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's the equivalent of, I'm looking for somebody who speaks English. I don't know, there's nobody who speaks English, what do I do? Right, you find yourself in that crisis moment, okay? I, I don't feel like I'm swimming in the water of Christianity anymore. I can't breathe, okay? So essentially, that's as long as, and so often what happens is we are very oblivious uh, to a lot of cultural influences around us because it just feels like water. Um, and those are often the ones that are often, uh, those are the ones that we, that we probably need to be paying attention to um, more so than the, 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 the crisis stuff. Now, we, 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 will get to, we will get to those things, but there's a lot more things that seem um, that, 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 uh, that doesn't seem as, um, as relevant to us, but, uh, but, but, but actually are. And so what we do need to do is we need to step away from this whole, and, and we'll get to that in the next few weeks when we talk about just cultural issues and stuff like that. But, but for now, I, I want us to sort of step out of that into sort of the biblical framework for how to think about this whole topic of culture. And then we will step back into how the church is engaging culture today, how has it done it um, poorly, uh, how could it probably be done better, and, um, and then those that are particular to the American story. All right, and we'll, we'll come back to that here in a, in, in a few weeks. But for now, let's just start, let's just ask the question, why, why do Christians talk about it in the first place? All right, and so here's the next slide. And so whenever you start talking about the culture, the, 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 main, the main thing, the main definition, the, the, the simplest, most helpful definition that, 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 we can, that we can give about culture is culture is what human beings make of the world. All right, and the key word is the word make. Okay, the word make is related to the word idea of cultivating something um, or shaping something. Um, and that is what more than anything, when you start thinking about the word culture, we need to think about it in that sense, okay? What have human beings, what do human beings make of this world, all right? And, and, and it's important because human beings alone are the ones who make culture, all right? Your dog might make on the floor, but it does not make culture, okay? So it, it, in some ways, when it, it, it is something that human beings alone do. All right, and so in the next slide, the, the sort of the, the, the key text for how we think about this is comes from Genesis 1, all right, and it's often called the cultural mandate or the cultural command. It's something that God gives Adam and Eve to do, and we would say not just Adam and Eve, the verses right before the verses that are up on the screen is the verses where it says God created man in his image, okay, male and female, he created them. In other words, it is one that is given to every, everybody, to all human beings. It's not only given to Christians, it's given to everybody, okay? 
And so the and, and I've highlighted the key words there that you that, that, that you see. But I want you to see that in some ways, there's sort of two dimensions that is given here. All right. First is given is a dimension of man as cultivator. Okay, man as cultivator. And that is the one way he says, be fruitful, multiply, fill subdue and have dominion. And we're going to tease out each of those five words because I think if you have a good sense about what those five words are, we know what does it mean to engage culturally. Okay? What, what does it mean? What, what is this whole notion of what culture is? Okay? Five words. But secondly, notice that also man is described as a consumer. Right? Everything that, I've, that, that everything has been given has been given for food. All right, so you have in this cultural mandate, in some ways, we are to cultivate, we are to make, but that which is made is also that which we consume. All right, so, so you have both these dimensions, however you want to think about it. If you think about someone who makes music, we also listen to music. If someone who makes art, we also, we also go and see art. Uh, however you want, wh whatever it may be. All right, if we read books, we might write one. There's, there's always both a dimension of something that comes out of us, but it's also something that we take in, okay? What is interesting about it is, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the fall, in the fall in Genesis 3, what Satan draws uh, Adam and Eve's attention to is their role as a consumer rather than a cultivator, Okay? Because in Genesis 3.1, when the serpent comes to Adam and Eve, what, the, what, what he tempts Adam and Eve is, is, has the Lord God said you may eat? Right? In, in other words, what, what, what he is drawing attention to and what goes in rather than what they do with their hands. Right? It's not their cultivation, it's not their role as a cultivator, not to their cultivation, but to their, consum to, to, to their consumption, all right? And I mean, and there's a lot more that, I mean, and you know, that, that would be an interesting discussion, right? This whole, but between, between our roles as consumers and cultivators, right? Um, right, where, where it, it may be, when we speak about culturally, where, where most of us are sort of are, okay? Um, and so, and a lot of times when we, when we think about our, um, our relationship to the world, it's the same temptation, isn't it, right? It's always leading towards the consumption side, all right? So, uh, but, but, but what's interesting about this is that it's, it's, this, it's this both and dimension, right? It's not that consumption is bad, right? No, it's, it's Genesis 1.28 says that God has given eating for food, okay? But it's not, but it's, but it sits side by side with our role as, as cultivators, okay? So, how do we cultivate, right? What is, the, what is our role as cultivate? So the next slide. So we can think about this in five, five words. And, and each of these words, I think, help us flesh out a little bit about what does it mean for us to think about culture, all right? When you think about something to be fruitful, we, we can think about fruitful as extracting the potential out of something, all right? Turning potential into reality, all right? When we plant something, for example, Okay, when you, when, 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 you, when you take in knowledge out of a book, however you want to think about it, that this idea of being fruitful works. Okay, to multiply is to bring increase. Okay, is to make more of it. 
so that he can benefit others. Right? To fill is to adorn. Right? This room would still be a room, but if you didn't have anything that were, add, that were added to make it look beautiful, well, something would be missing. Right? And, and the work of adorning, of filling, is very much a cultural work. To subdue is to master something. All right? Some of you play musical instruments. Right? And, and some of you know that when you, start, when you first learn it, right, you have to learn how to master the violin. Otherwise, it's misery for everyone else in your household. Right? So, uh, but, but, but if you persevere, right, and you persevere in it and through it, right, you are, you are subduing it. You are bringing it under your control so that you, it, it is now useful. It is producing beautiful music. Okay? It's, you, you can, you, I mean, you can think anything about our normal tasks within this. And then the last one, idea of dominion. Is to, um, is to take responsibility for our spheres of influence, right? Where has God given me my rule, all right? My domain may just be my home, but, I, but that is still my responsibility, okay? It might be my work. It might be just the, pe the people who are immediately under me. Whatever it may be, I'm still asking the question, how do I act responsibly within the sphere of influence that God has given to me. So when we start talking about this, this is where we need to start, okay? And, and the reason for that is this, and this will be the next slide, is when you start thinking about the word culture, um, there are often some misconceptions about what it is not, about, about what it is, okay? There's some things that culture is not, all right? First, culture is not nature. Okay, it's what we do with nature, is what, is, is what we do in creation. All right, so often we use that term very loosely, but it's not, it's not the same. Okay, secondly, culture is not people, and people are not culture. All right, um, and, and, and the reason, and, and, this is, and this is really important because remember, this is when we talk about who produces things that are good. Often what happens is we associate it with the type of person who produces it. There are people who could care less about God and the, and the Bible and the things of the Lord and can produce beautiful music, write good books, and that you would enjoy. Okay? And within the Christian circle, there are things that Christians have produced that are probably not that great. Okay? It can go both ways. All right? And, 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 the only, and, that's, and that's helpful because what happens is sometimes these categories of what is good and evil or what is good culture and bad culture often gets associated with the people who do it. And while culture does shape people, we do need to make a, we, we need to make a distinction between the people who produce the culture and the culture itself. Okay, so that, 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 is a, that is a helpful way. Thirdly, is that culture is often used negatively to talk about, uh, and it's often talked about, and it's often used synonymously with the world. So we talk about the culture, and then we talk about it, the world, and we talk about it uh, in the same way. The danger of that is, is because from everything that we have just heard, God is, the whole idea of culture making is God's idea. 
Okay, and so for us to sort of suddenly make the distinction that the culture is a negative, is something negative, would be completely opposite across purposes to what exactly the Bible has been talking about. So often the shorthand way of referring to it um, is always because of way of contrast. We're talking about the bad culture out there versus the Christian culture in here. And, um, and that is not a helpful way to talk about it because it diminishes our role as culture makers in the world, okay? So, to use the, so, the, so those two things should not be used uh, synonymously. And then fourthly, culture is not, uh, is not, sta is not static. It's not uniform. It changes. Um, it varies. And this, is, this should be obvious, but a lot of times whenever it changes, uh, it often surprises us, all right? And so we ask questions like, have Christians lost the culture? Um, as if, you know, you know, because, uh, you know, because we feel that it should be something that doesn't change. Okay? And that's not the case. Okay? It varies. Um, right? Uh, people become enculturated. Okay? I've become enculturated. Okay? Uh, right? You, the person that you would have met 25 years ago is probably a little bit different than the version, the person who's standing in front of you today. Okay? Because... I was new to this country, okay? And there was a lot of things I had to learn, okay? And so my, who I am, culturally speaking, has shifted, has changed. Um, and, in that, in, and, and, that's, and that can be a helpful way of being able to think about, in general, that is, that is something that for us, for some, when something shifts and when something changes, it should not surprise us, right? It should not surprise us at all, okay? All right. So, Let's move on here. All right. So, so the so so when we so when we start talking about so this so all of that is sort of laying up to talk about this idea of how do we approach um, this topic uh, from in, 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 as we move to this move to the side of the engagement piece of it. Okay. When we start talking about engaging uh, culture, the main thing I want you to get from this. Okay, is to is it's distinguishing what we know as um, the story and the moment. All right, and and here's how and here and here's how to think about it. Okay, when you start thinking about story, you are, we are thinking about the biblical story. All right, the Bible story, the big story. Um, and what we say about that is that story does not change. Every church in every age is told to faithfully preach the word. Okay, Francis Schaeffer calls this the capital T truth. Okay, and that doesn't change. Okay, and it's never changed. All right, and so what you would, you know, so if you, if, if you have the opportunity to attend a church in a different city in a different country and you are sitting in a church with a completely different language and, and everything like that. They are faithfully, right? If you found, found a Bible church, right? A biblical church, they are opening the Bible. It might be a completely different language, but they are preaching the same capital T truth that you would hear every Sunday morning in Oxford, Mississippi, right? Same. Because, they, because they are retelling the old, old story. Right, the old, as the hymn says, right? It's every time you go to church, it's a, you're, you're, you're saying, tell me that story again, right? Tell me that story again, that's capital T, 
Okay, and, and, and that doesn't change. And that's what we mean when we talk about the story. But we also do not live in a, in the, in the, only in the story. We also live in our cultural moment. This place, in this time, here. Okay? That, as we've already seen, changes. That is dynamic. That, that has to do, it varies from people to people, place to place, from time to time. Even within the same place. If you are in this church, and you might go to a different church, and both churches are, are faithfully trying to teach the Bible, it is still going to sound a little bit different. Right? Even though both are, both are, both are endeavoring to preach capital T truth. And the, and the reason is because the cultural side of it is different. The moment is slightly different. All right? And so for us, when we talk about, when we talk about this idea of cultural engagement, we are trying to connect the dots between the big story and the, and the moment. Okay? This task of doing these things is what we call a cultural engagement. Okay? Trying to bring the story to the moment. All right? So, and, and the order is really important. Okay? The order is we always look at our cultural moment through the big story. However, you cannot ignore the cultural moment, all right? And so often what happens is if you, and, 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 and vice versa, you cannot ignore the big story and only focus on the cultural moment, okay? Because if you swing to one side or the other, if you swing only to the cultural moment, you make the message irrelevant because you are downplaying what the story is. Right? In, in the name of trying to be culturally relevant, we, we forget what the story is. Right? And a lot of churches have gone off into heterodoxy, right? off the reservation, right? off woo, right? without, and they, because they are trying to reach what is often saying the culture. Right? All they're doing is they're saying they're paying attention. They, they care so much about the world in which they live in so much so that they forget the story, and that's not good. On the other hand, you have churches who are, who, uh, who are so vehement about the big story, they ignore the cultural moment, all right? And, and often those churches end up becoming um, what we would probably fundamentalistic, whatever term you want to use, right? In other words, you, you, we become so hardcore on that side that we forget about who we are uh, preaching to, okay? And in that sense, the church becomes irrelevant, okay? It, it, it fails to minister to the people that God has given to them in the place where they are. And that's not good. So the whole task of cultural engagement is to, is to, is to bring these two things together in a way that maintains, protects, promotes, the big story while also caring deeply about the cultural moment in which God has placed us. Okay? So that is, where, that is what we are trying to do. All right? Um, and Lord willing, I think that's what Christ Press is trying to do. <laughs> all right? Uh, we, uh, that's, that's our role. All right? Our conversations around here 
is, uh, is basically those two things, right? We want, to, we want to protect and promote the big story, right? We, we, we want people to know, right? We want other people to, to come into this place and say, and for us to have the opportunity to go out and tell them the big story. But at the same time, we are also, we are also asking the question, where is it that God has placed us? Who are the people that God has given me? Uh, what's going on in my time and place? How are Christians being perceived in the places in, uh, right now? Right? One of the terms that I think we've used before is that we are entering sort of a post-Christian um, uh, era, if you will. Okay? Where Christianity is no longer one of the questions that people have been asking. Is Christianity good for the world? Um, and it's a question that people are asking now. Okay? When that was not a question, uh, probably in the past generation. It was sort of assumed. Okay, but now that it's almost we, we are in that in, in that to assume that would to say that hey of course Christianity is good for the world everybody knows that and not anymore all right and so but that would be our cultural moment that's saying okay if that is true then how do we tell the big story right of what God has done that never changes capital T truth into that world all right and that's what we are what what we are going for. Okay, what are we going for? All right, for the sake of time, let me just move on to the next slide, the last slide. So, so the last slide here, let me, let, let, let me sort of lay this out there, and you tell me what you think, okay? All right, so we are slowly moving to this idea of cultural engagement, all right? And next week, the next three weeks, we'll start talking about what are some of the ways that Christians have done it. But just for today, just for fun. I don't know if you think it's fun. All right, but if you, but we, if you, you might, you might have overheard these type of um, uh, phrases in your circles. I don't know, um, but uh, but it's often, um, but it's often the question that is often raised uh, by families or uh, even by you um, in terms of in, in terms of this culture uh, versus Christian uh, conversation. Okay. Um, and I, and I want to get, uh, and I want to, I, want, I want to hear from you if, right, and it's okay if you've used these phrases, all right, but I want to know, are these, are these phrases helpful uh, when we start talking about cultural engagement, okay, I know that makes sense, all right, so one of the common, one of the common questions that people always ask whenever it talks about how Christians relate to the culture is, um, uh, where do I draw the line, heard that one before? Yeah, maybe. Where, where do I draw the line, right? In other words, this is the question that always has to do with, um, uh, you, you know, um, can Christians go watch an R-rated movie? That'd be, that would be one. Uh, or in a past generation, uh, can Christians go dancing? Did people ask that question? I think it may have, yeah. Um, right? Uh, can women wear uh, pants instead of skirts? That kind of stuff. So, do, are we still asking that question, do you think? Where should Christians draw the line when it comes to relating to the culture? Yeah? Yep. Also, 
Yep. Right. So you are, so you're, 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 I think you're getting, you're getting where we're going because, so let's go back to the question, right? Great. So I think, so, 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 so a lot of what we're talking about, it really has to do with when you ask the question, where do I draw the line? What's the most important thing that you're asking that question? What are you trying to distinguish between what and what? I'm sorry. What? Right and wrong. Okay. Now, here's the thing, right? The question is, is that line always the same? No. Right? In, in other words, if I had asked this question 50 years ago, would they have answered that question differently if I gave it, if, depending on the issue? Yes. Right? In, in other words, this is a Remember, culture is, is not, it's not static, right? When, you, when we ask this question, that has to do with our cultural moment. What's going on right now, okay? And I mean, and you can think about it in all kinds of examples, right? For example, in this, you know, uh, you know I grew up in the 80s, right? In the 80s, right, does anybody remember this whole idea of backmasking? You know, is that, is, that, is that lost on people? You know, when he had the record players, and you, and you, kind, of, you kind of played it backwards, and it, and it kind of, and you're like, the devil is talking to you, you know, that the whole thing. I don't, I don't know who, I don't, I don't know which was it. It wasn't, um, it was the Black Sabbath? Yeah. O o Ozzy was doing it apparently back in the day. Yeah, right? Uh, you remember that, right? Does that sound silly to you now? Yeah, right? It, it, right? In, in other words, you, you wind the clock back, what? 40 years? Well, I don't know how long ago was that. <laughs> it's been a while. But if you wind the, you wind the clock, you wind the clock forward, right? In, in other words, if I asked the people where to draw the line, people were like burning their records and like holding bonfires. And I mean, you know, you had these youth commitment stuff. I mean, you know, all this stuff. Like throwing your cassettes away. The burnt, smell of burnt plastic was awful. Right? Uh, but what I'm saying is, you, you, we, you know, we, we did that because we answered that question differently. Right? So my, so my thing is, the line approach is not helpful. Okay? It, it's not helpful in this. Now, go back to what you just said, Gray, right? A lot of times when we make decisions for like our family, we do have to draw the line in some ways. Okay? But I'm saying it is not the first foot forward whenever we start talking about how Christians should engage culture. It needs to be part of the conversation, but it shouldn't be your first foot forward, okay? It is an important conversation, but it should not be the first conversation. Now, how we, how we raise our children, what we do in our home, there's a lot of times that we do things that are, you know, decisions that we made quickly, you don't have time to work all of this out, and that's fine, okay? And a lot of times we use wisdom and we make those decisions, that's good, all right? But in the grand scheme of things, if the only approach that we take to culture is where do I draw the line? I think it might not be helpful. All right? All right. The second one, I think Grace already kind of listened, is idea of, uh, this idea of have we lost the culture? This goes back to, this, to, to the idea that, that how Christianity is viewed. 
Okay? If Christianity is viewed positively, then we feel that we have lost the culture. Okay? But if you grew up in a country that I grew up in, then where Christianity was never viewed positively, uh, then, you don't, then, this is, then this is a non-question because you just assumed you've never had it. Okay? And so, and, so, and so it really depends, again, based on where you are and in, what, in which part of maybe even the United States you are. All right? Some parts might feel um, like it's, it's, you know, within their lifetime, they've never seen any type of erosion because they feel that it's always been this way. Okay? But maybe, maybe in the South, maybe where we are, maybe Oxford, who knows? Okay? They probably have, a, there might be more of a sense of the feeling that we had something, right, whether it's perceived or real, um, and, and it seems to have gone out of a grasp just a little bit. Okay? Again, that, that, that has to do with how Christianity is viewed. Um, and, and, and again, it's not, an, it's not an unimportant question, but I think it's also a more nuanced one based on where you are. And the last one is people just say, why don't we just preach the Bible? Right? Can, can we just do that? Um, have you heard that one before? Okay? And, and a lot of times when people are saying that is they are focusing on the story part and maybe not so much on the cultural moment part. Okay? Again, it is the story being brought to bear on the moment. Right? I think those things go together. Right? So whenever people say this, it's not so much like, uh, you know, sometimes we are, you know, depending on where you are. We, we, we want to say we, there are some things about how we preach, how we teach, that needs to always be clear that what we are preaching from and what we are teaching from are the scriptures. That it is clear that whenever somebody leaves here on a Sunday morning or when they engage with us, they are keenly aware or maybe slightly aware or moderately aware of what, or what, what is the controlling story of your life and my life. Right? It's the gospel story. Okay? If that is somehow gotten hidden or kind of gotten away from us, then that might be a clue for us to say, maybe, maybe, maybe that is something that needs to be modeled more or spoken more by me. All right? Okay. Any closing comments before we, before we close? Any la la last minute? I personally don't. I, I, I think it really, it, it's, it's more, I think, has to do with the question is, have we, have, is it accurate for us to say that we've lost the culture? If you've had it, do you feel we've had it? Such a lawyer, Ron. Thank you. All right. Which is actually right, right? Because I spent the whole time talking about it the way that the culture should not be perceived as negative, right? Yes. But I'm using it more as, that's why I said overheard in conversation. Um, but finish what you said before we, before we have to close. No, no, no. I th no I, okay, so, so I think it has to do with whether you, again, again, it goes back to this idea of whether whenever you see the word the culture, 
you, you assume it has, it, it somehow resonates with Christian things, right? It's essentially, the, the reason that we, that we are struggling with right now is because we find those two things are out of step with one another in some ways. And it feels like it's getting further and further away out of step, all right? At some point in the past, we feel that it was, there was a little bit more of, you know, simpatico, right? There's a little bit more of resonance and all that. But for now, right, it, it, it feels like it's, it's a little bit out. So whenever we use that phrase, I think it's, it has to do with the perception of whether, whenever we see the word culture, whether it, whether it resonated with things that Christians care deeply about, okay? Whether it's family, whether it's marriage, right? Whether, you know, all of the things, okay? But again, it kind of sometimes it whitewashes some of the history, right? There were things, you know, it's often this idea of, you know, this nostalgia thing is often kind of bad, right? If you wind the clock back 60 years, yeah, it was wonderful for some people. It was pretty awful for a lot of others, okay? So, all right, we're done. Let me pray, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. Ooh, ooh, good. Um, all right, Heavenly Father, we thank you again, Lord, for uh, this day. Thank you again, Lord, for um, our time together. And Lord, we pray that as you... As we continue to grow in our, um, in our knowledge of this, as we continue to grow in our wisdom in how best to engage culture, Lord, we pray that you would grow us in that and, uh, and teach us a little bit more every day. What is it more to, more to reflect you uh, in our world? In Christ's name we pray. Amen.